We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever. Dog. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Trucks in the city with Alice and <laughs> sorry, you guys. I know it sucks. Veronica is gone again, and it's been a week and now two weeks of that bullshit. Um, yeah, uh, we have sort of a problem here, and the yeah. problem is that Veronica's mom's um, hose hosing housing situation <laughs> and hosing situation. In Texas is fucked up. And so she had to go down there to uh, help her remedy the situation because of global warming. Is bad. And there's, uh, you know, was a horrible storm and the governor of Texas didn't do anything. And nobody, the infrastructure, the infrastructure of Texas basically, you know, is, is terrible and not working for people and so um yeah the the whole population was completely fucked especially normal income people and so veronica was like (laughs) doesn't really work for that (laughs) it was so strange that she did that specifically i know actually she said her the storm was like mom's gonna have your mom's gonna have to be homeless now and veronica was like and i will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my mother (laughs) um so that uh she could save her from the basically having to move move places by herself so um we are gonna see veronica soon and in the meantime same as last week, I'm going to ask that everybody just sing into a crystal. Uh, look at a crystal, sing into a crystal, light a candle, leave a candle lit in a place where your roommate will find it and get mad about it. Because that's one of the, Veronica will definitely get that message. That's a, that's a fair assessment. Um, this one's coming out before 
the one we did a moment ago. Oh, strange. Okay, so yeah. everything I've said. We're in a time loop. <laughs> we're in a time loop. Can you believe it? It's it's like we're not even covering an episode of Star Trek in which a time loop occurs, and yet I'm already in a time loop. I mean, we're just so on theme. We're so on. Yeah. Sky, the voice you're hearing uh, again, you're like, who's that other voice? That's Skylar. He is the producer on this show, and he's been um, shepherding us through this time when Anna left to do other podcasts. She was like, whatever. No, actually, she um, uh, is very skilled and <laughs> skills were in demand, to be honest. <laughs> so uh, we got Skylar here with us, just saving us um, from the vacuum of just me. And we do have a guest today. So uh, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. We're very excited because um, unfortunately, this is going to be way more fun if Veronica was here to help me. Uh, tease and tickle this person who we've wanted to have on the show for a very, very, very long time. And we've talked about it. I know you guys have, will know that we've talked about it, but we didn't get to have him on um, because up until the pandemic, you know, we couldn't trap him. But that today's the day uh, when we were able to finally entrap him into a situation in which he had no choice but to say yes to me and be on this show with us. So you know him from being talked about on this show Aww. a lot. And uh, and also from just being a great guy and a fantastic musician and bass player. Please get it up for Garrett Lang. What's up? Oh my God. I'm, I'm in real. love with you. Well, I guess <laughs> people know I'm real because I used to call in all the time, right? That's right. You, you would answer. call. You're the person who calls. <laughs> yeah. And for the guests listening along with us now, um, the reason it sounds like Garrett's in another room and not in the same room with me is because he is. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it, this would, there's no way to really prove that we're still together. At a certain point, it would be fun for the video for me to run into the room that you're in. That would be fun. Or I could just, yeah, you could shout really loud. Oh, it's true. Yeah, if can... I mute my audio, maybe you can hear me on Garrett. Hold on. <laughs> Did you hear it? Very slightly. I'm excited slightly? to turn that up quite a bit. Okay, <laughs> on, I, assume, I assume Garrett's track. I, I'm going to be... Yeah. Looking forward to seeing if Zoom picked it up. <laughs> I, I saw the meter move a little bit, so I think, yeah, I think you're there. So, oh my God, this is so wonderful to have you here, sort of, <laughs> but not really. Um, you watched the episode with me. I did, yeah. You watched a lot of Star Trek with me, actually. No, yeah, I mean, I feel like I still have a lot of questions just mm. generally about the series, you know, the but... individual episodes didn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've come to the right place for questions, pretty much. I mean, I can't imagine a more convenient place for you to ask a question about Star Trek than this podcast that you're on right now. Yeah, I mean, totally. I guess Google, but please don't do that. <laughs> which we <laughs> don't which... silently Google your questions, <laughs> which we'll be doing. So True. what's going to happen is you're going to ask him and I'm going to pontificate while Skylar Googles. <laughs> And then I'll find something adjacent to an answer to your question. And it'll be exactly. really helpful. Garrett, uh, you might hear um, in Garrett's voice that it's very deep and sexy. <laughs> if you guys noticed that or not. 
But Garrett's not paying attention right now, so he can't. Mm. So uh, oftentimes I'll be sitting down in my studio making a podcast and I'll be like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like, because I have a view of the canyon or whatever. And then also the back patio, which cats will appear sometimes, neighborhood cats. <laughs> and right now, one of my favorite neighborhood cats is there. I should name him. He's a tortie. He's a fluffy tortie. And she, I mean, he or she is so cute. A little, she's pretty shy. Doesn't really, but it does seem like it's domesticated. But um, I'll be like, oh my God, I wish that the guests could see. And essentially you could, but it wouldn't work for our podcast for you to run down here. So um, I feel like what I just said was like, if, if you were like, I just need you to talk for a little bit. That's what I just yeah. felt like. That's what I just said, but this cat is mesmerizing me. Um, it's okay. Our listeners, Garrett are uh, very used to me talking about just random cat facts. And uh, so, yeah. So what are your questions about Star Trek? Well, I mean, a lot of them got answered. I got a little stoned last night when we watched that episode and I was like, do, do they go on vacation? Like just kind of basic stuff like that. You know, I found I out about like shore I don't like you speaking leave. derogatorily about yourself when you're stoned because I, I <laughs> don't, yeah, the don't, impression you did of yourself there was really offensive to you. It was too offensive <laughs> yeah. to you. Don't be like that. You were really great. You were like very <laughs> earnest about it. I was, uh, yeah, I was ex incredibly earnest. Yeah. And I was like, I did some improv with the show a little bit. I like to talk over the show and you were, and you just looked at me and said, really earnestly, you said, improv? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I, th I, I thought was really funny, which I guess maybe you've talked about on the show, but how close everybody talks to each other. <laughs> Very like recently. Fucking like a, f like a foot away from each other and... I just feel like that's so inappropriate. Also, like, were they eating and like, could they smell each other's breath? Like, I don't know. Just weird. Yeah, it's a 90s sort of thing. I, I think it happened a lot on 90s shows, but you don't see it as much because they've corrected for that. Um, but uh, especially on this show, people just will rock, walk right up. <laughs> They'll rock right into each other's face. <laughs> I know, De like when Deanna is like, I was, you know, stressed out and angry and like, and then they're all standing around her like. <laughs> giving her no space. Yeah. Exactly. No space at all. Yeah. Oh it's my like, God. It's like, what if we re-stress you out right now by, <laughs> by really, really crowding in on you? Would that be helpful? Yeah, exactly. She's just so used to it though. She's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Someone's pelvis is right by my cheek. Perfect. Yeah, that's protocol on Seems ship. Norms. Yeah. Totes yeah. norms. HR, all HR meetings are done so long as you can smell yeah. someone's breath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird because it's the first HR meeting I've had where I can't smell someone's scrotum. Yeah. Um, so are you having a beer, darling? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. I love it. Friday. Am I right? It's the weekend. It's Friday. And it's the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Um, exactly. I'm wearing a turtleneck and a sweater over it because it's the freaking weekend, baby. Um, so this, yeah, this is my podcast persona, which I'm just very aware of right now because my boyfriend is on the other end of things. So that's a fun experiment we're going through right now. Um, I'm, I'm used to it. What are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about? Um, well, I guess, all right, but are you used to this? Ha ha. 
I don't know what changed. Nothing has happened. You didn't hear anything? <laughs> no. I can put the reverb on. Oh, yeah. It didn't, uh, you can kind of hear it? No. No. Oh, that was great. You, you <laughs> Another, in. Good <laughs> Another good section. Another good thing Another good piece to. of content here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Garrett helps me with all my recording equipment, and he helped oh, me get this God. whole thing set up. Um, so if anything doesn't work, such as the reverb, that'll be on hand <laughs> to figure out <laughs> later on. Um, is, so that's the question you have about Star Trek. People just, do they go on vacation? Do they go on vacation? Yeah, I was curious about vacations, which you answered. I was really curious about the close talking. And then, uh, no, I mean, I think more will come up as we make our way through the episode. Nope. Got it oh. now. Um, well, <laughs> we'll wait. We'll so, talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Um, on mic, just in a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Garrett, can I talk to you? <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, uh, yeah, so this episode is called, and I have to just like swerve over here to see it. This episode is called uh, Eye of the Beholder. It is season seven, episode 18. Um, the Netflix synopsis, while investigating a crew member's suicide, Troy is overwhelmed by strange visions. Meanwhile, her bond with Worf deepens. So, um yeah, it's a romantic episode. It's a uh, another sort of ghostly anomaly aboard the ship episode, which I love. Um, this is one of the episodes I've seen several times because I like these types of episodes where one person is able to see something nobody else can see and it seems to be involving space somehow. And uh, yeah, it's just, just pure sci-fi for me, you know? Um. But uh, yeah, in this episode, we see Worf and Troy kind of like get really, truly involved. And this is the second episode in which they've been involved, but it's in like an alternate timeline. So it's an interesting thing they're doing where the writers have Troy and Worf have this relationship, but it never quite happens in real reality. 
it's always in like their dreams or something. So I guess you'd call it a crush. It's like what Garrett was with me before I finally decided to go out with him. <laughs> I could, I could totally, I totally feel Worf. Like the, there's that awkward scene where they're like, where he's like, well, I guess I'll just say goodnight now. And she's like, okay. And he's like, good night <laughs> and waits longer. Like that's totally happened to me over and over again. So many yeah, times. Yeah. We, we've talked about this before, Garrett, how you're, 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 Big Achilles heel was closing the deal. Oh, yeah. I am not a closer. <laughs> really good opening lines. Great opening lines. And I don't understand how that's true, because with me, you closed the deal, right? Or is it because I made the deal? No, you made the whole deal. Yeah. Oh, I just made the whole deal. I, I just signed. Like, yeah, you just signed on the dotted line. So I just, yeah, I was, I guess I was, you had a broker involved, you know? <laughs> You got to have a broker. That's too bad. But That's I did the, the I did have the good opener with you. That was what got me in in the first Yeah, place. but we still can't agree what the fuck that was, which yeah, is really true. annoying to me. And, you know, there were other people present. So I feel like if we, like, I feel like Courtney was there. Yeah. You know, somebody okay. was there to witness it. Because I true. exclaimed, and so did the person that was with me. They were <laughs> like, like oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. Kind of, right? Yeah. <sighs> what if it's like Mike? Um, <laughs> so Garrett and I play Honest Offball. And it's, oh my God, I can't believe it. I've internal That's internalized misogyny right there. Me saying softball instead of baseball. Because so, so every time I say, I play baseball, I can say it right to somebody's face. Seconds later, they'll be like, so softball. Like, it just, people cannot grasp that i play baseball but it's it's not a hondo p because i'm a woman it's i'd say 50 percent sexism 50 percent most adults play softball not baseball it's the softer of the two games it is the softer yeah yeah like a lot of adults play on recreational softball leagues right yeah g right g g <laughs> yes <laughs> yes that's true isn't that i'll true, also g? agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah but g and i Played on the baseball league together and we were on opposite teams. And how long had you played in rec league before we met? Uh, I don't know, maybe five years, something like that. Okay, same, same. Um, so yeah, where, you does, were where does baseball happen in this town? In LA, I, I really don't a, know where. In a park, there's a thing called the baseball diamond. Okay. All right. Great. And <laughs> okay. Understood. What if that's what you were asking? Yeah. I don't mean, to, I don't mean to blow up your, your secret baseball spot, I suppose, but, but I truly don't know where. Well, actually, no, I do know Dodger Stadium. Do you guys play at Dodger Stadium? Is <laughs> yeah. that where this Fuck. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. No. Oh, cute. That was 100% not ironic. The that was yeah, totally, Super totally genuine. Uh, no, it, it's cool because I grew up playing baseball and loved baseball to death and was searching for years and years to find a place to play and people to play with and tried to organize it myself and never could really get it together. My friends all suck. Um, <laughs> they sound great. And <laughs> if you're listening and you're Garrett's friend, I'm sorry th about that. This is the one thing that I am grateful to Facebook for is I found a, a Facebook group called Hardball for Softies. And it was a bunch of kind of, Holy you know, 20 shit. something people. You're a hardball for softies person. Yeah. That's crazy because I remember when we found hardball for softies when I was in the league that uh, 
was created after like I was in I was in the LA Parks and Recreation half right. league, which I and a bunch of other people from that league left when our Because it was too gnarly. Our team decided to <laughs> Okay, I'm going to be so fucking petty right now because it is petty as fuck. It's competitive sports, so you can be petty. But I was on this team with a bunch of friends of mine who, you know, we were like, it was basically, we treated it like a beer league and, you know, we're like in our 20s or whatever. And we show up and, you know, level different levels of skill, but whatever. Um, I was the only girl in the entire league, but still whatever. I mean, I wasn't the worst player, but like they just got more and more competitive over the seasons. And then to the point where we were single a, and there was a double a and a triple a and a majors portion of the LA parks and rec league. And I don't know how many people play in the majors league. I mean, like, but <laughs> whatever. Um, my team decided they got so good that they were going to go up to double a and like a bunch of us were like, no, yeah. <laughs> we never play as it is. Like, I hate this now. And they were so aggro. And we were just like, fuck that. Like, we just want to play baseball and like be a part of a league that isn't like super weird and bro and competitive and like con- contemplating roids. And so like <laughs> they did go up to the next level. And of course, we're... <laughs> <laughs> wiped off the board yeah. immediately which yeah, yeah. is so satisfying <laughs> it's like they thought <laughs> it's like there's, no oh man there's nothing like being completely overmatched in baseball too where yeah there's like no chance it's not like soccer or other sports yeah what i what i call back and forth ball <laughs> when i was when i was like in little league one time i was like i swore I could pitch and then and then like one game I was on a not very good little league team and we like ran through a bunch of pitchers and then finally like the coach was like okay let's let's try Skylar out what are the stakes here and then I I was like I was like so confident I was like once once the pressure's on because I was blowing it in practice I I couldn't pitch but then I was like once the pressure's on then I'm gonna shine which I don't know what that calculus was about because because I managed to then just walk everybody until they swapped me out for another pitcher incredible that your parents I don't know what your parents did to make you be like that like just unbridled confidence confidence of being like I've never been good at this before no reason to think I'd be good at it but why not do it when there are stakes yeah but let's add another thing that usually makes people worse at something yeah. pressure like, uh, and i, I still remember it. that yeah garrett and i we are not having kids but if we did we would want to raise them that way um <laughs> just a, this just is how garrett by the confidence. way this is how garrett is finding out we're not having kids by the way <laughs> he's saying that on this podcast so for we'll the listeners it's an exclusive in two minutes <laughs> what 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 honey i said we'll talk about this later in two minutes on the podcast yeah. <laughs> Um, no, we won't. So, uh, this, that covers our meeting, but do you want to tell Skylar? Cause I'm sure he's curious what the thing was that we both are versions of what you said. The really inappropriate thing that I said that. Yeah. What was the line? I said something like, wow. Well, I hit, I was, but it was off of what I was saying. Right. I like you didn't just remember. come up and say this apropos of nothing. I was bragging about this. Yeah, maybe because Alice Alice catches, and I I don't maybe you were bragging. That's good. I that wasn't gives catching me a, yet. This was when I had started lifting, and I was uh, like, yeah, my legs are super strong. I could I might have like very strong legs and thighs. I could like crush him. I believe that I said something like I could crush a man's skull. 
with my I don't thighs. think you did. I think I think I jumped to that. You said something about your legs being strong, maybe, but then I was like, yeah, your legs are so strong you could rip my head off. Hmm. I see how I that believe... segues. No, but the, see, <laughs> that on its own isn't inappropriate. No, because I think what he said is like, like, I'd like you to crush my skull with your legs. Or I'd like you to rip my head off with your legs. That would be inappropriate. I don't think I said that, though. I think I said... Try you it could rip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like even a dare. It was just like that... W- it, whatever he said was like, I want my, my face in between your legs. It was like what was communicated, <laughs> which is very forward. You know, I just remember it being like, whoa. Like, I was like, whoa. And the person next to me was like, whoa. And even he was like, whoa. And one of those things where it's like, I can't believe I just said that. And yeah, yeah, I was exactly yeah. immediately. But it worked because listen to his voice. So, <laughs> yeah, if he had like a, if he had a voice, he was like, everybody would be like, should you're try a ripping fucking my hand pervert off and you're off legs. the league. Yeah, if it was some upsetting toddler voice saying, crush yeah. your head, <laughs> crush my head with your powerful thighs, it would be a little more upsetting. Quest my head yeah. with your powerful thighs. Um, and Alice is like, ooh. It, <laughs> like, oh, really like, into whoa. the toddler voice. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I like that confidence. And so then I asked him out. And the rest is Yeah, and the way you asked me out was really good, too. It was like, hey, you texted me out of the blue. You're like, she crossed your leg. Crush your head. <laughs> hey, I'd love to crush your head sometimes with my. Hey, I'd love to crush your leg with my car. Is that what <laughs> yeah. we were talking about? <laughs> no, yeah, it's just like, a, a game of telephone for forever until you finally <laughs> like here. Look, somebody's gonna die. Yeah. No, no, you were like, if you win this game, I'll let you take me to Sizzler or something like that. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is a killer line. It's a killer opener, and uh. I was like, let me just press send. And then <laughs> you just were like, like you were so drunk or something. Your, your response was like, yeah. <laughs> it was so disappointing. No, yeah, maybe you're right. I you don't think I was drunk. No, I wasn't drunk at that point. It was like the next couple days. And then I went to that crazy, crazy wedding. Oh, crazy wedding. Almost yeah, it's always the weddings. Always the weddings. If you're listening at home, by the way, and you'd like to um, average and you'd like to hear from one of our sponsors. Um, oh, I can't do this because I have to share sound here. OK, basic uh, advanced, basic advanced, <laughs> you know, basic advanced. Oh, that's actually what it's called. Um, if you're listening at, from home and uh, you're thinking of getting married, you should try having a basic advanced wedding. What's a basic advanced wedding, you're asking? Well, it's... We're still working on it. <laughs> check back for... Check back later on in the episode. We'll try to come up with something. Fuck. What, we have all this VC money. Ooh, they did not prepare for that ad. Um, so the one... Yeah, the one thing about not having Veronica on the show is that I can just do whatever I want. <laughs> that is something that should happen maybe never again. Um, so I'm going to share the um, opener of this episode. I remember when we, we showed it, um, Garrett, you were like, ooh, it's exciting because the klaxons were blaring, which you loved. Um, oh, yeah, the klaxons, that's the alarm. Yeah, I love the word klaxons. I it's gotta a great say. word. 
It's such yeah. a good word. <laughs> people are turning off the episode. <laughs> people, the people, people are coming to the episode now. Oh yeah, they're like, oh, Claxon convo. Yeah. I can't shut down the plasma injectors. Somebody's locked out the controls. The plasma venting system has engaged. So you got Two Worf crawling through a Jeffrey's tube. Riker to breathe. Riker also. Breathe the cell tube. Acknowledge. Release the exterior hull plate. Then they have to jettison the core. I sir. Hate to have to jettison the core. And so they're in a. What happened? Plasma he conduit out the room. controls before he knew what was happening. He stepped up onto the walkway. See if you can help shut down the plasma flow. Worf's like, sure, I know how to do that. I'm afraid if we try to get any closer, he'll jump through the force field. So Riker has to talk down yet another guy who's about to commit suicide. It's is third that usually this week. is that Riker's Riker's thing? No, yeah. he, the, nobody ever it's is me, about to commit Will suicide. Riker. I was here yesterday, remember? He's looking at him like he's a, a spooked deer. I didn't want to do it. And this guy. But I saw them. And they laughed at me. Uh-huh. Looking mad suicide? They laughed. Whatever happened, we can talk about it. I want to help. Riker now scanning Stay his away. brain for times he laughed at him. <laughs> I just want to see your face. That's all. <laughs> so we can talk. I know what I have to do. Dan, no! I've unlocked the controls. I feel like he could get closer to him. There's still plasma. Yeah, he really could. <laughs> it's the one time he doesn't close Tell talk. me what happened. <laughs> he's just arbitrarily like, here's where I'll stop. I know what I have to do. Yeah, he's like feet away from him. Hand was next to him. <laughs> Riker just <laughs> slams the control button. Hey, that's delicate equipment. And so the guy jumps to his death, and the rest of the episode, people are like, "Why did this guy die?" Um. Yeah. Why didn't Riker? Why don't they have some like grabber thing or you know yeah, freeze freeze a, ray? A, sp- a space grabber. Yeah, they could have yeah. stunned him. Because it's not like a. It's not like the ledge of a building. Like. He's like his legs are firmly planted. Like he he's not gonna fall forward. Like he yeah. could intervene. I don't know. Yeah, this it's is like strange. Riker trying to put. Did Riker push him? <laughs> yeah, Riker was like, "What? Why do you it, see dude. what's in there?" Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen this before. Go for I it. I want to see what happens. Come <laughs> I've on. Never seen. <laughs> who, yeah. who gives a shit about Dan? Everybody's <laughs> laughing at him anyway. That might be really cool for you. <laughs> <laughs> so it sucks, and everybody's like, I was with him just the other day when I supervised the two briefing. How did he seem then? Fine. I complimented him on getting the refit done faster than expected. He was pleased that I'd noticed. Then I started laughing at him. I met with him about six weeks ago during the crew evaluations. He was very positive. He was looking forward to being posted to the nacelle tube. He was a good officer with a fine career ahead of him. I don't understand why he'd wanted. In my years as a Starfleet captain, I've had to 
notify many parents of the loss of loved ones, but never before the suicide. I would it's like nice, to be able got to a nice whisper. Lieutenant Quan's yeah. parents explanation of what happened to try to help them make sense of this. Well, maybe he left a, a message of some kind explaining why he did it. I would like the two of you to piece together a picture of his last few days. If he made any personal logs, it might be helpful to look through them. You're authorized to do so. They're like, yes, diary entries. <laughs> so um, they go basically into his quarters and start rooting around to see what was going on with Officer Dan. Um, and yeah, basically, uh, Worf is being super sensitive and Deanna finds that very attractive. Um, and I think we all do, you know, to a certain extent, um, especially during a pandemic. To be sensitive right To see now. that kind of masculinity. Yeah, that vulnerability. Yeah. Especially yeah. from such a tough guy. Such a tough guy. Just, we don't get to see that side of him very often. Normally he's doing the thing he was asked to do uh, with the buttons earlier. Mm -hmm. and exactly. That ties and he's him like, up. I'll punch a bunch of buttons. Hopefully yeah. that does something. Oh, that, that was my question. And maybe this is, uh, uh, you couldn't answer it last night, but what's up with his sash? Yeah, maybe that's oh, yeah, a good bottle. The, that is... <laughs> But that is a Google. It looks like uh, they look like can tops, like totally. bottle. Yeah. So he's yeah he collects old uh, can cans <laughs> yeah. from yeah, every time he goes through and puts the tabs on a sash. It's yeah, a strange hobby. For this it guy. is, and it's but it's you know people have their thing, and that's kind of Worf's thing. Yeah. He's like a he's a collector of can I didn't, tabs. I didn't know if that was like I'm a, a soda you know. pop enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> every planet we go to, I find what's the equivalent of you know fizz pop and i go there just to see what kind of weird sodas they every planet has weird sodas and that's sort of my oh, thing I'm, I'm seeing here i'm seeing here that the soda pop thing is called a baldric it is a wide usually ornamental belt worn over one shoulder and around the waist that is typically used to carry weapons and or denote rank hmm. uh -huh. yeah that, i was wondering if it was like a because he's the like head security officer or what's his yeah. title He's well, he's head of security, but uh, the person who was head of security before him, Tasha Yar, did not wear a baldric. So it seems like a Klingon thing. Ah, uh, OK. I'm seeing a number of different kinds of cultures baldrics on this fandom wiki entry. So it's very the, he does have a Klingon baldric, but um, there are it seems there are many. You could have maybe a Cardassian baldric. It's a versatile <laughs> garment. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, the can top thing. Do you want a Baldrick <laughs> for Christmas, Garrett? And nothing else. Mm. Get to work collecting can tops. Yeah, I've got to start my can top <laughs> collection right away. Um, so uh, what else happens? So the next scene is sort of like them talking to people about Officer Dan. Everybody's like, "We love him. He's great. Nobody ever had a problem with him." So it's the mystery deepens. But then when um, Deanna Troy goes to the like plasma conduit room by herself for some reason to investigate, she like senses something crazy happening. And that's also the point in the episode where I sensed that she had had work done recently, um, <laughs> which is not something I mentioned last night. <laughs> You could kind of tell there's there's a strange disturbance going on. <laughs> yeah, I sensed it. Yeah. Um, 
So for Garrett's benefit, I'll play this scene where everybody's standing around here really. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> really close. So inappropriate. And let me know if you can't see that. Yeah. This is a weird thing, too, because she just sensed this thing happen. She puts her hand over her mouth. Are she goes right? down the stairs. Oh, and this lady fucking pops up. I don't know. Scares the shit out of her. And then finally they cut to commercial, even though that whole thing could have been done in just her being scared. Didn't need to. I don't know how to describe it. I was suddenly overwhelmed by a flood of emotions. Weird angle. <laughs> Fear, rage, panic. And the sensations didn't seem to be coming from any person. And I'm still they were just overwhelmed there in right the now because you're all <laughs> standing on top of me. You said you were alone. I was. Can I get a little I scan the area. Okay, I, I scan the no area too, and you're readings. right up in my shit. Uh, God. I'm finding an anomalous reading, which is your butt right by my fucking face. Um, <laughs> so basically, Deanna starts sensing some weird shit going on in the plasma uh, conduit thing. I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what I'm calling it. And it feels right. Um, <laughs> but he, Worf, is like having feelings. So then Big, they go yeah, to yeah. her quarters. Come in. And they have this adorable interaction. Hello, Worf. Counselor, have you found anything in Lieutenant Quan's logs? Everything I've read suggests that he was well-adjusted and optimistic. It just so doesn't make any that. sense. <laughs> He's like, I Can meant I get you his anything? poops. Not no, no, nothing. His poop loss. Uridian tea. I made that joke last night. Similar reception. I've been thinking about what happened to me in the nacelle tube. Whether it was an, an empathic echo left by Quan's death. In the past, have your empathic experiences always involved the physical presence of another person? See, this... Part is interesting to me because, like, Worf normally is not like this at all. He's not curious about other people ever. So you, I feel like that's a good way of judging that he actually has a crush on Deanna because, like, normally if somebody's like, this was weird thing happened to me, Worf's like, I would shoot it. <laughs> and he, like, walks away or whatever. That's, that's a weird thing happened for me. That's strange for you. Yeah. It's always just like, well, weird things don't happen to me. My preference is not weird things. <laughs> I prefer things to be normal. Um, no, he's, def he's, he's definitely trying to get it. Yeah. And he's totally doing that thing that guys do when they're trying to get it, where they're like, listen, I'd like to know more about you, even though they don't. They don't want to know. I'm sure of, yes. What do you mean, sure of? Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, when I was a little girl. Interested? My grandfather used to tell me stories by the fire. Oh, family. I would close my eyes and listen to his mind for hours on end. Close your eyes now. He would tell you these stories telepathically. <laughs> my grandfather rarely spoke. Mm -hmm. He said that was for off-worlders and people who didn't know any better. Now the only time I can remember his stories is when I go home and sit by the fireplace. Sometimes when I'm alone there, it's almost as if I can hear his voice inside my head. Yes. Yes, I too have sought visions in fire. I can't explain. So, like, imagine it, but it feels... later when Worf goes home and takes a shower and he's like, I too have sought visions in fire. Idiot! <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> here's, here's another question. 
What's the percentage of like onboard crimes that get solved? Because I get the feeling like the enterprises are really Tight bad shit. place to to yeah. commit a crime because you you're can't. fucked. Because all the criminals are in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. And you're stuck in a spaceship. And so like, what are you going to cover up your tracks? Like everything is tracks. <laughs> There's like neutrino tracks. There's like cellular residue tracks. It's just like everybody on board the ship has the ability to solve any crime <laughs> because everyone's a scientist. So like it's like it's like doing <laughs> it's like committing murder in the CSI lab or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like a really bad idea. How did this go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> there's just no It's like murder no. on expert mode. Yeah, you're like, you're so like how do I, I get away with it among these people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they they must be rocking like a 100% yeah. solve rate. Uh, yeah, they're they're <laughs> a fucking There's 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 approximately zero cold cases <laughs> in, the, in the in the files on the database. <laughs> um so Worf is now in this like position where he's like fuck I have a crush on Deanna like how do I you know close the deal or whatever and he has to go to um he's like well I'm a man so I have to talk to other men about who who she belongs to because again and we'll cover this a little bit more in the next episode. But like gender equality dynamics have remained exactly the same in four centuries. <laughs> Nothing has changed at all. So uh, he goes to the 10 forward to, you know, have a Go to the bar. He sees Will just fucking tearing fucking it up. Will in that shirt. Jesus Christ. Commander, two Tilliman froths, please. Tilliman froths. My God. It's a Tuesday. Get your shit together. <laughs> Lieutenant Correll seems to be enjoying your company. I'd like to think so. <laughs> Are you involved with her? Not yet. I'm not sure yet. He's a fucking Why deal closer. No. Also, quite the like but if Lothario were, shirt I he's got on. Dude, I know. With you before proceeding further. The hair is just flowing out of that. Yeah, look at that. Between you and someone you are involved with. His chest hair, I mean. Had ever been involved yeah. With. Is there someone in particular that you're talking about? No. Is there someone in particular you would rather I not be involved with? Mr. Worf, you sound like a man who's asking his friend if he can start dating his sister. <laughs> no, no, I, I was merely... <sighs> Never mind. Excuse me, sir. So he's like, uh, Worf, can I get back to my Tilliman froths? Uh, or is this going to be a thing? So that I thought that was pretty cute that Worf is basically asking him permission um, to go out with Deanna. And, but then in the middle of the interaction, he's like, oh, I guess it's the 24th century. We don't need to do this. Yeah, you're, you are not Diana's keeper, it turns out. <laughs> Deanna's keeper. It's yeah. And also the thing about Deanna is the Deanna is like also like this is not a question you ask Garrett, but like Deanna Troy is very like she's also a Lothario. She's like, I don't. Yeah, she's an independent woman. I know that. She's independent. You Oh, OK. She's <laughs> so attractive to me. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett keeps it at 100 at all times. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but she doesn't get like she's like the weird thing is Deanna never gets jealous. Like if if Will like Will Riker and Deanna Troy have had a thing for like eons, but like every time Will Riker is on a date, she's like, "Ooh, you're on a date. Ooh, tell me about it." She's like wants to know the details of his sexual exploits and stuff. She's not jealous like ever. And so it's weird that once she starts dating um, Worf in this episode, she like immediately gets jealous. That for me was the first red flag. It's like something is going on here that is not, this isn't normal. She's not all right. Yeah, she's not okay because she would never care. Like she just isn't like that, you know? Yeah, but also she can just read, you know, right? She can like read her mind. If Yeah, because that's the other thing. Like if, you were dating somebody and you could read their mind and they were talking to somebody else, you would be able to note the threat level because you'd be like, is there deception involved in their flirtation? You know, are they like, if the person you're dating is like flirting with somebody, but also worried about it, you know what I mean? Like if they're flirting, fine. But if they're flirting and they're like <laughs> doing like a internal no looking around, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to get canceled emotion yeah. or whatever <laughs> then you'd know to be yeah like self <laughs> there's a self-protective thing if there's to a it, self-preservation it's like really upsetting actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably not a bad sign yeah um so they go and they continuously interview people um together and meanwhile they have a little date they sleep together and it's the first time Damn. anybody's ever done a full makeout really really the enterprise people don't generally i mean they they make out with guest stars but they don't make out usually with, with like other crew, crew members yeah. it's like not a very common thing so let's see that scene um and i will press play in three two i just want everybody to get ready to be really horny <laughs> three two <laughs> morning warning it is late horny morning yes and you must this is what i'm talking about a little. When do I make them? So I will say goodnight. Good night. And this is where Garrett would walk out. <laughs> you should do I guess you tomorrow. mean what you said. <laughs> I think we should. And I take you at your word. I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Why are we still here then? <laughs> nice. I like going for the hand first. That's cool. I love a go. Yeah. Garrett, if you're ever single again, go for the hand. <laughs> we'll help you I also like out. that they have some actual distance before this happens. The first people in the yeah, episode to not be first... right up on each other. Yeah, they had to close the gap yeah. because there was one. <laughs> this is a ferocious makeout, I'm just saying. This is like a lot. Also just... She's like... It's like... It's... It's fun to see a standing makeout too. It like I feel is like usually a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so he how wakes do we her up feel the next about, morning. Yeah, but how do we feel about making breakfast for the other person after the first date? Right, but you got to imagine it's the first date, but like they've They're known each other. They're friends. Yeah. yeah, or not yeah. lifelong. Gotcha. I mean, if you just met, yeah, maybe not be in their home. <laughs> Using Hello. their equipment. Breakfast is ready. <laughs> that sounds nice. 
I made a huge mess in your kitchen. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> really fucked up. You're not going to want to eat this. Listen. I made pancakes and eggs and pie. <laughs> and time, Yeah, I made like a sitcom like banquet <laughs> of food. I hope, <laughs> I hope you're insanely like worryingly hungry. <laughs> I hope you you woke up just shaking with hunger because I otherwise don't know what we're going to do. And I know wasting food is kind of fucked up. Um, you could kind of feed it back into the replicator, but it's a mess. It's a mess either way, to be honest. I'm going to have to run right after this, so if you don't mind doing all of the dishes. <laughs> I like the idea of sleeping over at somebody's house and then you wake them up like, hey, good news and bad news. <laughs> <laughs> like, I made you breakfast, but I also don't, I'm not a good cook. <laughs> Re- the kitchen. Good news, bad news. Which do you want first? Um, but they have replicators. So there's no dishes to be done. I think in the replicator world, like all the dishes are also made of poop, right? Because everyone's just made of people's poop and recycled like matter. So I, I mean, you guys probably can't confirm this, but I'm going to go ahead and say that the the plates are replicated too. So the plates are poop plates. And when you're done with them, you just put them back into the replicator thing to be remade into new matter. Yeah. You've totally you've By the totally way, Garrett, what do you want me. for dinner? I have no idea what you're talking about. You mean the well, replicator? That's, on the board the ship and yeah. the Enterprise, there's not like a chef that makes the food. And there's not like food It's not like MREs. Pantries. You don't <laughs> cook for people. You just Right, replicate. right. There's the thing that happens. But it but that's your your theory is that it's Waste that gets turned back into uh, waste well, I'm, and I'm, other organic matter. You cool. Know. Um, it. I think I've heard that on other ships that it's like in other sci-fi franchises. It's poop, right? Am I just making this up? I, I've, I'm hearing this. Everybody's acting time. like I'm crazy. <laughs> hey, it's poop. Okay, listen to women. 2021. It's poop. Oh, it's true. It's poop. Okay. And and honestly, defying the possibility of it being poop is super not cool it's anymore. very <laughs> sexist to yeah, it's... suggest it's not poop that they're eating okay so just know that <laughs> stop being so backwards looking it's all poop if you're denying it might be poop you're part of the problem okay? <laughs> so <laughs> i think it's poop <laughs> it's poop no that's it's true it's poop <laughs> you know i support women it's poop um <laughs> It's actually, yeah, it's brave of me to say. I just want to get right out in front of this. It is I know. You got to be recognized for it. You got to get, yeah. get out in front. You're basically the Prince Harry. Conversation. So, um, uh, so basically like they, like they start having a, a fun affair and then it should go sideways. Like almost immediately when Deanna is like, oh, he's cheating on me and all this weird stuff happens. And then they realize that she's, Basically, at the end of the episode, what happens is that they're like, they find out that Deanna has been having like a weird uh, empathy, empathic ability induced uh, hallucination that seems to occur for her in the span of days. But it actually is like takes two minutes where she's originally where she originally had that freak out on board, like standing at the plasma inducer. So she's been standing there for two minutes, and in her mind, it's been going on for days. Yes. So. She went on like a, a little memory trip. 
She went, she went down memory, memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> and she wakes up and is like, in that memory, and then another thing that happens in her memory lane journey is that she kills Worf because she like goes completely bananas and kills Worf because he's having an affair <laughs> and they laugh at her, which is exactly what happened to Officer Dan. And then she fucking decides to kill herself. And then in that moment, Worf shows up and is like, what are you doing uh, about to kill yourself? So I'll just play that real quick. Oh, well, that just sounded like porn. But whatever. You get it. I opened the maintenance door at Counselor Troy's request, then turned to see her standing too close to the force field. It all seems so real to me. I can't believe that everything I experienced happened in just those few seconds. It appears Counselor Troy was correct. Mm. Pierce was partially telepathic. His maternal grandmother was born on Beta Z. What else have you found out? Wait, did we skip the part where they catch him, though, right? Because that guy's guy's a fucking creep. Yeah, that guy was a creep. Well, they didn't actually show them catching him. Right. They showed them interviewing him, and then he shows up in the middle of Troy's hallucination to tell her that, I guess, her life's fucked up or whatever. Um. (laughs) Also, you got to be really bold if you're like get caught having an affair and you just laugh at the person like right it's like a whole nother level of evil but i guess that's what happened to him originally. yeah he was laughing at yeah yeah at no the person he that, he was having an no he was like his girlfriend was cheating on him and then he opened the door and they laughed at him because uh, that's what deanna saw gotcha but right 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 but I guess I was wrong too. It's actually not the first time that she went to the um to the nacelle thing. Yeah, it she was, goes she goes back and then everybody first, then leaves the room. She goes back with Worf, and that was the time that she experienced this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see a, let's see a a scene with that creep because he's really funny and creepy and clearly, obviously, a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, uh, I had an empathic experience. We believe the counselor may have been seeing an event that occurred eight years ago. And I saw you there. Do you have any idea why that might be? I'm afraid I don't. Lieutenant, are you aware that I can sense when someone's telling the truth? I've heard that. Then I'm sure that if you remember anything that might be relevant to our investigation, you'll contact me. Of course. Definitely too confident for somebody. I know, super confident. You know when somebody just has that like murderer confidence? (laughs) That's what that guy has. You're like, hey, um, did you ever do anything crazy eight years ago exactly when you did this murder? And he's like, not that I remember. Uh Oh, definitely a murderer. That's when those klaxons should go off in your head. Like talking to a murderer. Um. Like he's Trump level. <laughs> yeah, just open about it. Yeah, he's Confidence. like, oh, I, I did do that, and you're well, you, you know, be with it. when you're rich and famous, you can just murder them, <laughs> and nobody stops you. And like, whoa. So, um, yeah, that's it. And then they like catch the guy, and they're like, yeah, he was a crazy dude who like murdered people all the time. <laughs> that's not really what they said, but I'll just <laughs> I'll just play that really quick. Uh, it's weird that we let him on the ship. We knew yeah, it. Uh, yeah, words, know. He said in his application that his interests are love to murder. And- <laughs> love to murder. Just can't get enough. Bodies yeah. piling up. Love them. 
Um, Kurtz, Pierce, and the other persons Counselor Troy identified were killed in an accidental plasma discharge eight years ago. Their bodies were never found. I don't believe it was an accident. I think Lieutenant Pierce found out the other two were having an affair. He lost control and he killed them both. Afterwards, he probably activated the plasma stream and then threw himself into it. The plasma discharge would have obliterated any evidence that it was murder. I scanned behind the panel Counselor Troy asked me to. I didn't find any bone fragments, but I did find some traces of cellular residue showing some kind of psionic signature. It may be that when Lieutenant Pierce was struck by the plasma stream, the subspace energy present there imprinted his empathic pattern into the residue. Kind of like a psychic photograph. That's what triggered my hallucination. My mind must have taken elements from my own life and then created a situation that in many ways mirrored what happened to Pierce. I like that Picard just looks so tired. You haven't been there. <laughs> We've solved it. I'd like to go like now. <laughs> He's like, God, I need... A, can I have a normal crew? Counselor, so much drama on board this ship. This is lower decks. When I pulled you from the plasma stream, you seemed surprised Into me. I was alive. Am I wrong? Well, so actually... In my hallucination, <laughs> you were killed. I love this part. Yeah, me too. May I ask by whom? Me, bitch! Well, you know Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. The, so she. I'll kill you. She sent. It's like the hottest, flirtiest "I'll kill you" I've ever heard. <laughs> Somebody also, just being like. It's also not like "I'll kill you." It's like I did kill you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like um, loved it. <laughs> Let's just say I ended you. It's like, and he's like, for Worf, that's like the hottest thing you can say. Yeah, he's he's like very sub. He loves it. As well, he's like, uh, <laughs> no, it's not that he's sub. It's that like in Klingon, everybody's dom. Yeah. So like in Klingon, a woman being like, I will fucking kill you until you're dead. Do you see what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, I definitely. I'm getting that. Love to. Yeah. Message I'm going to kill you received. right back. Oh, and then right I'm going to kill you on top of that. Oh, yes. Kill me. I'll kill you too. That's hot, kind of how Klingons do it. So this was like, she knows exactly what she's doing. You know? It's a loving, it's a loving, I'll murder you. It's a it's loving, I'll sweet. murder you. Yeah. Which should just, you know. It's the perfect way to wrap up the episode. This is a loving, <laughs> a loving I'll murder you, Garrett, if you don't make dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um... About dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on this show, Garrett. Yeah, especially. thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you did it, even though you were probably really reluctant to once you heard Veronica wasn't going to be here. But it was okay, right? It had, and Skylar, it has nothing to do with you. It's just, you know, I was really looking to, forward to talking to Veronica about tennis. Well, I'm honestly glad we missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the same amount of hype should have been met for me, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Super. I feel like we all dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
We could talk about tennis. I don't know anything about no, it, we but can't. do you want to just kind of nope, go No, we off? run out of time. We run right out so of time. So here's the thing. Yeah, no. I right won't, up I won't against the limit of time. <laughs> so, uh, Garrett, you are a musician, so you don't have any comedy podcasts to plug, I imagine. But you do have an album that you played on, which is coming out eventually, and other stuff. So do you want to plug any of that stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. So I, I played on a record, uh, a couple years ago that is finally getting released by my friend, Johanna Samuels and it's called Excelsior. And there's a really cool music video out called nature's way and the full album drops in May. So check it out. It's great. All right. I'm going to play a clip from that because it is really good. And does she have ads yet? No. Ugh. All right. Well. This is it. Don't let me stop you in your tracks. I just wanna know when you come and Oops, didn't mean to stop it. So. <laughs> get the deal, go it's gonna slowly name. fade it out, but say I all the names that you gotta say. It's not like I'm waiting. Hear that bass line. That's Garrett. good place to probably fade out um thank you garrett for being here and we'll be uh we'll be with you again next week garrett will be here in spirit uh, i'll be in, I'll in call. another room yeah in another room and i'll call in <laughs> as usual especially if you're <laughs> 10 minutes away from home um thanks again skylar for subbing in for us of course thanks, thank skylar. You. thanks alice A lot of ex-girlfriends in this video. Oh, okay. Wait a second. All right. <laughs> a lot. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.